everyone we know seems like wait bethany do you like this movie yeah. Is that a question? Like, who likes that movie? Everyone else, uh, literally everyone else yeah. we know. Apparently, a lot of people have already, like, because we've mentioned like, El Dorado before on the show. The four other people who listen to this podcast, being Francisco, <laughs> Jeremy, Juan, and my wife, have all been like, yeah, I like that movie. Why do you guys bash on it so much? And then we're just like, well, just wait. Here it comes. We're about to lose all our audience. <laughs> Welcome to the Why Do I Talk to You podcast. The definitive episode. Are you ready? Are you ready for what is to come? Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm over here. It's all Starship 4. I'm, man, how I wish I wasn't, but here I am, Dave Gamer, Dave Staple. Oh my goodness. We, out of the, the many fans that we have, I mean, Dave, we just have like millions of, of hits millions. every week, right? Millions. It seems that a good uh, 999,000 of you really, really, really have taken slight umbrage to uh, whenever we've made fun of the movie we're about to talk to, which is on the title card, The Road to El Dorado. Uh, I'm sorry, you people. I, you people. <laughs> you have been deceived. <laughs> The, the deceiver has taken hold of you, and we are here to set you free from Elton John's devilry. So, so Dave and I just watched this again. We just watched the movie again. We gave it a fair shake. We really did. All right. We really did. I mean, we, we really did. We weren't intentionally trying to find bad things to like make fun of in the movie. They just happened. I do. So... Uh, okay, so so in, in order to make sure that we keep this nice and fair, maybe a little bit on the structured side, I don't know. Let, let's let's try to talk a little bit about about some of the good things. The about good it. things, well, yeah. For, first of all, yeah. let, first of all, let's talk about the some some of the key players in this that we're gonna be talking about. There's we have blue shirt. We have, and there's red shirt. We have Tulio and red Julio. Red shirt is dumb. Blue shirt is smart. <laughs> Do you like blue shirt it's, oh. or red shirt? So Tulio and Julio. Um, <laughs> Wait, no. Maybe we should actually, in case people have forgotten. I can't imagine people remember that. Oh, no, it's Tulio Miguel. Okay, yeah. No. We, <laughs> this is a real thing, people. I I really, really like it. It takes all within me not to say Tulio and Julio. Like, yeah. I might really say that while, like, I might actually. Okay, anyway, so. It's way catchier. Wouldn't that have been funnier if that was their actual name? You know? Like, it's ridiculous, but we'd remember. <laughs> we would remember that. Miguel and Miguel or something. <laughs> something dumb like that. Yeah, I don't know. This movie's so ridiculous. Like, just play it up. Man. Okay, 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 okay. So, we have those. Uh, blue shirt is American, played by Kevin Klein, and red shirt is played is British, played by Kenneth Branagh. In case we ever do get their names correct, blue shirt is Tulio, and red shirt is Miguel. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. If I yes, that are is you correct. sure? I'm pretty sure because I am really not sure about that. 
<laughs> well, we'll do our best. I'm I'm pretty positive. I'm okay. pretty positive. Okay. All right. I'm not even being. And if we're wrong like... the whole episode, well, then it's just even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> um, other key players uh, will be mentioned. Will probably be Elton John, the primary songwriter, uh, Tim Rice, the lyrics writer, and Hans Zimmer, uh, the primary score writer. Interesting enough, the same exact musical team behind uh, Lion, Lion King. King. Yeah. Oh man, it's crazy. Uh, okay, so uh, we're talking about the good, right? Yeah, Not the good. We're trying. Nice. Okay. The anim. No. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> the animation for about seventy-five percent of the movie is pretty good. Yeah, I I generally limit it to if you're just watching the two main characters, you can tell that's where all their focus and animation went because they're usually good. Uh, Tulio in particular, the the one thing about this movie that I find enjoyable is Tulio. I think his he is a fun character to watch. Yeah. His expressions tend to be sort of subtle but like very well expressed, both in animation and like in voice. His facial expressions are fun, and his design is memorable. He's very pointy and like angular, um, <laughs> and he's very lanky. Like his fingers are very long when he makes all these like expressions with his hands. He's fun, and he has some some decent dialogue. Like it's. You can tell who his character is supposed to be, right? He's the smart guy, yeah, the con okay. guy. Like, I can give you that. He's he's fine. He's okay. Um, Miguel is just whatever. He's he's the dumb one, right? Who's like <laughs> always super hopeful. Like that's sort of the thing they try to play up is like he's the dumb one who's really hopeful, and Tulio is the smart one who's always very skeptical because he's a con man. He assumes everybody's a con man kind of type thing, and so. <laughs> It's okay, but like Miguel never really has anything behind him. He's just there to foil Tulio. Which if it was supposed to just be Tulio, like like just about him, like okay, but it's supposed to be about both of them equally. And Miguel is just kind of a non character. Well not there's all the good stuff. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think. I'm like real okay. Oh, oh no 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 actually, There's some pretty scenery. The the villain. I, I like the villain. He's actually yeah, he's actually animated pretty well. I can't even say his name. No, I'm not even gonna try. Witch Doctor Witch Doctor McGee. Witch Doctor McGee. Witch Doctor McGoo I actually like in upon watching this again, I mean like I'm I'm being very fair here. I've seen this movie upwards of like four times, honestly. Like Jeez. I think I saw it in theaters when it okay? came out. <laughs> it explains everything. <laughs> um I, and like I remember we saw it once like on the tour bus, right? Yeah, that's where I first saw it. That was the first time I saw it. No kidding. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know this movie existed. When really? was like, I saw this movie in theaters. I'm like, I don't remember this movie being anywhere. Really? Yeah. This was the follow-up to Prince of Egypt, so it kind of had some hype behind it. Mm, okay. Um, and also- I mean, I was going to ask about that at some point, because it seems like all our fans, like, they, they all- heard it like of it when it was coming out right and that's part of why they love it because like yeah i remember when that came out and i'm just like i don't remember this at all i guess my parents really did love me they protected me from this <laughs> but but prince of egypt like was, was came before this it was like yeah their second like major foray into trying to like compete with the renaissance yeah and prince of egypt i mean we, we got nothing bad to say about that do we no i don't not that i can think of no, like maybe i prefer the disney movies like animation or whatever but that's not to say prince of egypt is bad right like, it's just it's just like sort of uh subjective stuff right know? right right um okay so uh backtracking a little bit the the villain of el dorado witch dr mcgee i like him 
Um, yeah. I like his development too. Like how, like in the beginning, he's you know, I mean, I hate to use this word, but he's like a fundamentalist, right? With like their religion, that like he's following it to like the letter of the law to its like yeah. most like you know harshest degree, right? Like yeah. And like in the beginning, he's totally in on it. Like well, he's like totally believing it too, right? Like. But he does at the end of the movie too, because at the end he's leading these other dudes to well, Eldorado because he's like, oh, these are the gods. I well, found them. Like he never stops believing in it. He just stops believing that the main characters are what he was waiting yeah, for. Yeah, and that's okay. Like it's in not my development. Opinion. It's just well, okay, not like personal. De- I mean, enough of development for the villain to like now like he's. Now he is the villain. You know what I mean? When you first see him, you might think like, okay, so this guy is this guy's kind of like Sandorothy. Like, yeah, he's, he's little, obviously the villain. Yeah, but like in the beginning, he's not exactly that way. You're just sort of like, okay, he's on their side, I guess. <sighs> Probably not for long. I disagree. But. It's just like because he immediately, obviously, wants to just usurp the chief. Like they just keep giving each other these glances, and it's just it's obvious this is all part of some like power struggle. And I, like, okay, the 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 priest like really believes it, but it. It's just awkward too because he it feels like he's constantly putting them in positions to like set them up to fail, right? Like with the ball game. But like you know he's not trying to, but sometimes he gives these smiles like he is. And it it is just weird. It's that, just I will weird. I will give you that 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 stuff is just sort of weird. Yeah. But like I never thought the power struggle was like between him and the chief. I always just thought he was like He I'm kept gonna, telling gonna, him smite the chief. Well, smite he, him. I just figured he was like, I'm gonna have favor with the gods. Like and that's it. And just like sort of leave everybody here on Earth behind. Like not specifically to take over El Dorado. I, that's what I, I got. Yes, maybe. I, I mean, he's one of the better ish parts of this movie. I'm not disagreeing. Like he's fun to cheer against, I guess. He's not even that fun to cheer against, but he's like, you know, he's evil. He does evil stuff. He's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whatever. The, the, yeah. There's, he's there's... A, he's animated pretty well too. He's pretty yeah. expressive. They do a pretty good job with him. Yeah. So, um, whatever his name was. I'm trying to. Yeah. Whatever his name is. <laughs> something. Genghis Khan. <laughs> yeah. It was something Khan. I don't mm, remember. Whatever. <laughs> um. Okay. So I I am legitimately trying to think of other things that I liked from this movie. And I and I mean like I mean if I'm gonna go ahead and start, there was a reason why I said animation about seventy five percent of the time. I might be a little generous. But. Oh boy, there there is a gross amount of bad like bizarre like, CG. Bad CGI. Like we just you just you come from this from Tarzan. So this came out the year after Tarzan, I think. It did, yeah. So you would expect something similar, but the CG is not. It's it's. it's it's bizarre. It's jarring. Like, it's bad, yes, but it's like bad in a weird way. Almost, it almost looks like they like like the first time you really see it, or the first time I noticed it at least was uh, the, was it the barrels. Yes, when yeah. they, when they get hidden in the when they like hide in some water barrels, and then like but like it was in like a cargo netting, and it like goes oh, onto a netting. ship. Gosh. The netting like. Yeah. Looked like he was trying to look realistic or something. It was really weird. I don't the know the way it. that it was, the way that the quality was like, it looked like it was almost like digitized in from like real netting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like rotoscoped in for some weird reason in animation. Like it just, and it was, it's like Dave said, it's jarring. Yeah. And the worst part is that's not the only time that happens. No. Like the barrels themselves are also like that. They're really weird. Um, The water animation when they're like on the sea is sometimes. Sometimes. Damn. Okay. 
Yeah, because sometimes, some, sometimes it's hand drawn, and then sometimes it's computer, and you and it doesn't even look like it's trying to look like each other. Like, I oh, I don't know why they jump back and forth. Like, if you were just consistent with one, even if you were consistent with the bad, I think that would still be better than this because it just draws your attention to how bad yeah. it is after you see like the decent hand drawn animation. Like the hand drawn water isn't like a marvel of modern engineering, but it's like fine. It's not offensive. Yeah, I mean, you're just sort of like, oh, it's it's hand drawn water. water. Yeah, I bet that's really hard to animate. Yeah, and you're like, all right, respect. And then it's like, oh, oh, (laughs) what is that? What happened to the ocean? (laughs) Oh gosh, no, what has happened? Where where else is it just like absolutely offensive? The gold on the boat. Oh yeah, it's just like it's just like oh, let's use some reflection animation CG, and it's like ah, oh my eyes. (laughs) Ah, please. Well, it's almost like they put. Well, it's almost like their first pass was like reflection animation. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, that's too much. We got we got to smear some Vaseline all over this, and so it it just looks blurry and non-textured, like. Mm It's just bad. Yeah. And you and like I understand like maybe they didn't want to hand draw every single one of those generic looking cups and plates. Why do they have that many cups and plates anyways? What were they doing with all of that? Like uh, Okay, but okay, that's besides the point still. There are other CG elements in there, like, you know, the the quote unquote final boss, which is like the Avatar Jaguar. Yeah. The Avaguar. <laughs> the Jagatar, whatever we want to call it. The Megazord. The me- <laughs> um, like that was completely CG too. But like in nineteen ninety one, the Cave of Wonders was CG also. Mm, yeah, and that's true. and to be honest, they don't look all that different. And it's almost a decade apart. it 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 does take you away a little bit especially when the rest of it when it's like 2d is 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 good it's fine it's it's vibrant at times like it's colorful especially when you get into el dorado like even on the island like through the jungle yeah it's it's good it's fine yeah looks nice but and then and then when you get the the really gross cg in there it just stands out yeah it's rough so i i have a question i don't know if you know the answer how much cg did they use in prince of egypt Oh, I don't know. I I would be curious to go back and watch. I feel like they used it in a few parts, but I don't remember hating it. I think they I think they definitely do use yeah. it in a few parts, and I bet it looks about as well as it does in, in El Dorado. But but how far were they apart? Four years? No, Five? not that far. Oh, okay. Um, I actually I don't know. We'd have to look it up, I guess. Yeah. Well, minor point, but that's I'm I'm trying to figure out if there's any excuse. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Well, I mean, we look at how how it was used in Tarzan, and like, it was used in Tarzan for Man, sure. Compared to this, Tarzan looked like a masterpiece, oh, yeah. and there were some parts where it didn't look great. Like it wasn't fully like. In Tarzan. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't fully integrated well, but it was never, it never well. It took you out of it much rarely and not as much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to save the music for later. Um, (laughs) What what other things? Like um, some really like stupid unnecessary things like the stupid armadillo. Like we shouldn't be like mad about. Okay. So like this first happened when Dave and I called up this this movie on Netflix. (laughs) We realized there was more than blue shirt and red shirt on the cover. There was there was dog horse, which I totally (laughs) forgot was for some reason a character. I remembered that one. I did not remember dog horse. (laughs) I remembered him. I didn't remember what he did, but I remember that he was 
in the movie, <laughs> right? I didn't remember what party played. Sure, he's around. Not even the girl. Not even Hun Baby is like yeah. is she in. She didn't the- make it on the cover. No, That's- but you know who did make it on the cover? The stupid nameless Armadillo. <laughs> Armor Armadillo. Armadillo. <laughs> <laughs> who who doesn't even he just shows up like from the point they land and like the montage of them getting to El Dorado he just kind of shows up and then like every once in a while in the middle of like him not being relevant at all like from then to the end of the movie they will randomly cut to a scene just focused on the armadillo doing something yeah he's like drinking water drinking from a cup or like <laughs> <laughs> floating down the river and it's just there to focus on him and you're like who what ah, ah, why what are you and then he's there for one scene where he is the ball in the ball game that helps them cheat because he's a magic armadillo who can control his momentum while rolled up and while being chucked all over creation and you couldn't have it. You couldn't have it where you just found an armadillo at the opportune moment. No, you had to set it up. Did you see the setup, guys? That's what makes this joke. And if you can't appreciate it, I don't know what movie you're watching. There isn't even like any scenes where like the armadillo is like bouncing around as if he's no. like a ball or anything like that. No. Just all of a sudden, hey, look what this thing can do. <sighs> That's it. That's the whole reason he's in the movie. And he is with them till that, the very end. Does he go with them? I don't even remember. No. Does he go with them on the boat? I don't know. I don't I was, remember. I was really done by that point, but I know that he was there in the final scenes. Well, as like the gag at the end of the, sort of the intro to the credits, I guess, quote unquote. Yes, I, I forgot about that too. We were just like, what is up with that? <laughs> he just violently murders this butterfly <laughs> and eats it. And it's just like, oh. Okay, bye. Welcome to El Dorado. See you like, later. Like, like this character is supposed to be for the kids or something, and so that's supposed to be like, you know, <laughs> like that. That oh. very pointless. And it's like the horse isn't that funny. Either, the horse isn't that wondering. funny. No, the horse entangled is like way better. Yeah, I mean, you could. I guess you could we made this joke where it's like oh it's Maximus like <laughs> he even had like the little balls his hair wrapped up in those little balls yeah, in the yeah, but I think that's just a, like a thing for El that Maximo. time period El Maximo <laughs> but like you know the, the horse dog character is just kind of a trope in animated movies anyway like mm. that was in I think there was one in Pocahontas there was definitely one in Hunchback like they're just around. It's just like whatever. Uh, there wasn't one in Pocahontas. No, there didn't kinda have one. was one in Mulan. Yes, that's true. There was one in Mulan. Um, but I know there's more than just Maximus and. Uh, oh, uh, Hercules, Pegasus. Oh yeah, was a yeah. was a winged dog horse. That totally counts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that totally counts. Definitely. And then there's and then there's Chell. Yeah. And then there's Chell. Like it's real. She's really awkward. It's. She's just uncomfortable. They don't like. Why does she want to leave? Like all they just all like you're not the only one yeah, who want adventure. They like hint that. at the fact that she just wants to leave for adventure, and then by the time they ever try to give her enough time to express that, it's become because I want. I don't. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to keep Uh-oh. this family friendly, Uh-oh. but like the bottom line is, she just wants Tulio. <laughs> like they just want each other now, and it's like, but why though? Like that just becomes. That just becomes all she is. And not that she was much before, but at least there was a hint of, like, she wants to go explore. Now it's just like, 
Oh, Tulio, don't you don't you want me to come with you, baby? <laughs> yeah, you like that one. Just, oh, oh, oh gosh. Oh, oh boy. It's just nah. I'm I'm not I'm not openly telling people they should do this, but we we did a brief just YouTube the road to El Dorado. It's all we did. The first the the very first result that came up. It's it's not it's necessarily not kid family friendly. friendly. No, yeah, it is not. And I think they were trying. They make her really like unnecessarily sexy. Like they make her. She's just like the Jessica Rabbit of this movie, basically, <laughs> yeah. right? Like it's just. And, but except instead of being a joke, like Jessica Rabbit's supposed to be, she like. It's really weird because like, the way she's using her, her like sensual appearance seems bad. Like it just seems like she's using it like a villain character would. But it's okay. Yeah, I don't know she's why. Using it for her own game. Yeah, that's she's why. just using it to get out, and yeah. you're supposed to just assume that now it's because she really likes Tulio. Like, who is Tulio? Like, why does <laughs> why does she like him? He doesn't even trust her. He doesn't want her like with them because of that. Like, there's and then there's just one scene where she's like, yeah, I I want to get with you, and she she tricks Miguel into leaving, and like that's it. That that that's what she wanted. And then we're also <laughs> to assume that like, are, is it probably safe to assume that she's like not a favored person in this whole community well she's running away from them when she she's she steals like basically a religious object that's made of gold for reasons that are never explained uh and she's <laughs> running away like if she just wanted to leave she could have just left i guess there's an implication that she understands that it's valuable and so she's gonna use it to like fund her escape but even that is like far-fetched like you gotta really stretch your like <laughs> your disbelief like you gotta you gotta really ignore some stuff to just assume that's what's going on and then there's like the part that like really was just like confusing me a little bit was like then you know she like she obviously knows their secret or she can see through their secret Julio and julio's yeah and like <clears throat> she's like oh i can use this to my advantage now like you know you're gonna need to know some things you yeah, know sure. this ritual whatever like that so then you're just kind of like okay she's gonna be that character like maybe mm -hmm. they need somebody in the inside whatever like that but the whole time they're both just like no 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 well it's no. tulio specifically and there's no reason for it no. like i guess it's supposed to just emphasize his sort of paranoia which kind of becomes relevant later on you know but it just doesn't like they're they're aware that they like can't pull this like he's the character who like a scene ago was telling miguel like what are you doing like we can't pull this off <laughs> and then it's like no we're fine we don't need you hun baby yeah. <laughs> I guess it's just supposed to be because he's greedy and he doesn't want to cut somebody in. Like, but I don't know, man. But that's, I mean, if that was the case, that's not how he comes off, though. Not really. He comes off as somebody who's just trying to save his own skin, at least in this instance. Yeah. And they're just like, no. I don't know. That really bothered me. Yeah. Really, really, really bothered me. So, um, okay. Uh, is that is that it before the big end? Well, no. Well, I think we need to touch on... The beginning of this movie is paced really weird. Oh, yeah. It's really fast. Like, everything just sort of happens. And I think the biggest thing that suffers because of this is, like, you wind up, you're just like, who are these numbskulls? <laughs> Why do I care about them? I don't I don't care about their plight. They're not likable. The first scene is them cheating a bunch of dudes with loaded dice. <laughs> like, are we just supposed to like them because they're charming? Like, they're like the charming rogues. Oh, oh, oh. And it's like, okay, like... But they just don't pull it off well enough. No, like, it's like how how Julio I... comes close. He he comes close, but Miguel is just like the bumbling sidekick. I don't know. 
Well, the, the the thing that's endearing about Miguel is that like, because he like really really enjoys the life in El Dorado, and it's just sort of like, even if I'm not having to be the god of this place, well, like yeah, it's still like a beautiful place. Eventually, that becomes him. Comes out of nowhere, by the way, because before that, he's just like. As far as I'm concerned, he's just kind of a characterless husk. Like he's just there to well, foil he's the one Tulio. that like con- he's the one that convinces them to actually like find El Dorado though, because he's it, he's sort of like starry eyed and like wants to have the adventure. Yeah, I guess. But it's so weird. This movie goes back and forth between like at the end you you're like made to feel because that's how it starts is like Miguel's starry eyed and he wants the adventure and that's like how the movie ends like adventure is worth more than gold also this hot girl you got but ignore that part adventure <laughs> and it's like okay fine like but through most of the rest of the movie it's like Tulio saving Miguel's butt you know yeah. like Miguel is like completely incompetent and maybe that's just like oh see back and forth they need each other but mm-hmm. it never never really like communicates itself well mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I just remembered the volcano scene. Why? Why? <laughs> where they just need to figure out how to become a god, and there's this gag where the volcano is like going off, and then it just doesn't and like re inhales all its smoke. <laughs> like, what? What? <sighs> it's just, it's so, there are these gags that are so out of left field, and it's like they're trying to be random. It's, it just doesn't work. I don't know if it's the timing or the fact that it doesn't do it enough. It's not an established enough pattern. It happens like a few times. Yeah. And it always just comes out of comes out of nowhere. It, I won't even say left field because like you can have humor where things come out of left field and it's funny. It just comes out of absolutely nowhere. It doesn't set that up no. as this being. It goes back and forth from trying to be sort of realistic with how they're animating their faces where like Tulio especially is very like he's very controlled all of his expressions seem like they could be real and then like some of the characters like Chell's expressions are just really cartoony sometimes Mm -hmm. and it just it's not consistent and so there's that joke there's the buenos dias is that what he says yeah there's there's a line where like they're they're both talking to each other Tulio and Julio and they're like like oh like you know there's some tension between the the chief and and the high priest huh Mm. and then what does Tulio say buenos dias he just says Buenos Dias, like he's he like as if he was supposed to say like duh. Like Fra- Francisco, if you're listening, you speak Spanish natively. You tell me if that's a Spanish like euphemism. All right, if that's like a colloquial thing that means duh. All right, I'll you you let me know and I will write it in the show notes. All right, and we will apologize for it. <laughs> but unless that is the case unacceptable <laughs> there's also i mean like maybe maybe it's also supposed to be like hello or something like that except you know the hola i don't know <laughs> that would have been better and that still would have been bad that still would have been dumb yeah <sighs> yeah there was that um you know because like when you take a movie like scott pilgrim versus the world which we're gonna have to talk about eventually yeah, yeah, yeah. the the humor in there is is very stylized and, and also pretty unique right it's very and it's very um, intentional and it's very consistent. That's in, that's what I'm trying to say. Is yes. that like even though it is like very very um, uh, unique, it's it's individual. It's, very, it's supposed to feel kind of random. Everything's supposed to be a surprise, and it. But they're consistent with yes, it. Yes, and they're more clever in general. But <laughs> well, in yeah. this in this example, we just want to say they were more consistent. You knew going through that was it wasn't ever jarring. It was just funny. 
There's also like the scene where like both of them scream like a girl, but like <sighs> they use like the most overused stock like women screams they possibly could. But that again was just completely from it's left supposed field. Supposed to be it's the spot where there's like this tension between them, and then there's the immediate tension of the freaking jaguar monster going Javatar. to kill everybody. Javatar. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and they just keep playing the Javatar off as like not threatening. First of the scream, and then with Jim Cummings number four. <laughs> Getting like thrown around and stomped. It's like For, I'm okay. It's like well then why do we care about this dang jaggy thing? If freaking like it doesn't matter if he steps on you. For the record, Jim Cummings is a very 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 prominent voice voice actor. You've definitely heard him at least one You've or two roles, him. and he voices like four people in this movie of the same like voice variety. Too. Basically, yeah. Um, okay, so. Uh, they they probably told him like no you're just gonna be one character so he never changed his voice and they're like I will just use that for like all these different characters <laughs> hey can you read this one too <laughs> I mean oh, do you, do you oh, want to use Tulio, the voice I love you oh wait a minute wait a minute is this <laughs> no, that's <where> great <laughs> that's great keep it up um uh, okay well, you guys are buying lunch I mean they- <laughs> so there's okay so there's that humor bad. Um, All right, let's just let's just do it. Alrighty, start it. Here we go. So, I mean, I guess this is gonna be a little similar to my Tarzan rants. Yeah, to to go back a little bit, Saul is right. For the most part, the integration in this movie is going for more of the Tarzan style, uh, but it does it worse. And there's also (laughs) one other thing. (laughs) Straight up, it It just does it worse. Worse. It just does it worse. So. Like we like we said before, like at the start of this, uh, the musical team behind this was uh, the song. The primary songwriters being Elton John on the music and Tim Rice on the lyrics, and Hans Zimmer as the primary score writer. Um, from what I read, and this is at least just on Wikipedia, um, that like they were working on the, Dave. I don't know if you knew this. They were working on the songs of this like as early as 1996. This no, was a four-year process. <laughs> yeah, that means they wrote one song, forgot about it, and then two months before the movie, like, oh, gee, oh, this was the finish. Oh, God, okay, we've been working on this four years, guys. That's the story because it's true. We started this one. Now we got to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Um, okay, so let, let's talk about the songs that we hear in the movie, and that's going to be hard enough. That's going to be really. Do you have a list of them? No, Man, I hope you. Oh, gosh, but I, we're screwed. But, well, because <laughs> like even the soundtrack seemed to lie to us. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Let's let's get on with this one. So, music, songs, done. <laughs> Elton John. First one we hear is the El Dorado theme. Yeah. Which is weird. It starts straight off like from the DreamWorks logo. Yeah. It's a little it just seems weird. Doesn't and it, seem to and fit. it just sounds really hokey too, doesn't it? Like yeah. it's it sounds like it, it sounds like um like King's Quest number nine. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that that the game doesn't exist, but like a bad like like an early PC like kingly game you yeah, know it's weird and he says el dorado at least five times <laughs> <El-Dorado>. yeah <laughs> the next song is trail we blaze which yes. like i cannot i can't say okay <laughs> i i made this distinction when we were when we were watching the movie and we were listening to these songs and dave thought it was pretty good the lyrics and just like the way that it's sung and virtually all the songs are very sticky yeah it's very like yeah and they're all it's not like each one of those is its own word so it's memorable they're all these really long words like they use all these like four syllable words that are like broken up not well the way the music is written to where it's just not memorable at all and 
all the rhyming structure is really weird and not intuitive. Like we were listening to one song. I don't remember which one it was. Of course like, I don't remember what it is. I was like, all right, listen to when this word rhymes. Like when the word that rhymes with this one comes. We're like, no, it wasn't that one. Wasn't no, it wasn't that one. That one. No, it wasn't that one. Okay, there it was. <laughs> Wait, what were the rhymes? I've already forgotten what the other rhymes were. Like, you forget all that because it's not... There's no the the best way I could think of it is there's no poetry to it. It's like they were just like, all right, what are what are we saying here? What do we think we would say? Uh, this is what we would say. All right, put it to music. <laughs> Done. Great. Good job. That's it. That's what it felt like the whole way through. And even then, sometimes they were like really sort of off base. Like Trail We Blaze was about blaze and trail i guess but then like there's some other songs that i don't even know what the names were no. that had nothing to do with the scene they were like generic love songs the, the scene where like miguel is walking around the city and he's learning to like really enjoy el dorado and his people is a freaking love song <laughs> like that's meant to be like between two people or something and it's just they just play it while he's doing that there's absolutely no at least with most of them it's Randy Newman level, and we'll get back to that. It's Randy Newman level of this is what's happening in this scene. We're not going to say it poetically. We're just going to say it. There's music. It's a song. <laughs> that's all you get. And but the, sometimes they don't even connect with the scene. And that's just the double whammy because, like, if the lyrics aren't memorable and the music isn't memorable, then what do you have? It's just it's filler in the worst possible it's just way. Noise. It's just noise. It's and, just noise. And the thing you pointed out, one reason the music isn't memorable is they never go back to the hooks. They well, they rarely ever go back to yeah. the hooks. They I I can remember just on the trail we blaze. Like I can remember that. Yeah. I can remember it's Doctor God. And the hooks are really short. Yeah. And then they go back into like gobbledygook. <laughs> like that's the best way to say it. And. I, I can think of three hooks. Uh, four if you count the two-word Eldorado. Eldorado. Um, so, Trail We Blaze, Tough to Be a God, um, and uh, Friend Never Say Goodbye. <sighs> Completely forgot about that song. Never Say Goodbye. Gosh, that song isn't appropriate there. It just, <laughs> gosh, it just doesn't work. And I believe that hook is only done like once or maybe twice. It's like... I mean, that's it. They usually happen twice and like the songs are like they feel long i don't know if it's just because they're bad and boring but they feel long and like it just doesn't work like it's tough to be a god that one line is like catchy you get that part even like the trail we blaze like on trail we blaze like that's fun to say even if you're just like making fun of a little bit it's it's fun but they never go back to that it's just like you've got to you've got to wait you've got to wait for elton john to get all his big five dollar words out of the way so you can get back to the one hook that's like kind of okay i don't know i just that's i mean that i mean that's that's basically it i think i mean like the the score is also highly unremarkable there's some moments where it's like i'm not sure if you're trying to sound african are you trying to sound Asian? Like the, yeah, it, you... it keeps coming back to this sort of Spanish vibe sometimes, but you only spend like five minutes in Spain. Like right. This is not like a Spanish, like it's not a movie that takes place in Spanish culture. It it takes place in like the wilds of Cuba. Like it, it, I don't remember any part of it ever sticking out to me. He's like, oh, this is cool. They try to do like some Native American sounding thing, you know? I never got that. Like at no. best, it was like they threw some mariachi trumpet at the <laughs> end of their pop song, or just like some, go. or like I think no, 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 no. At the end of Trail We Blaze, 
like instead of ending the way like it starts, it oh, ends. Yeah. It ends with the <laughs> like oh oh okay, all right. We're Spanish now <laughs> again. I guess again like, we're Spanish again. I, I mean, and that's a little bit of like yes, obviously they're Spanish, so you'll be like oh, but they are Spanish, so it makes sense. But not when it's not a consistent theme. No, you can't just throw it around and be like oh, remember we're Spanish. <laughs> oh, remember we're Spanish. It's the same thing with the Buenos Dias joke. Like they only say like four things in Spanish in the whole movie. They're all really spaced out and they're all super generic stuff because the guys voicing these doofuses are just white, <laughs> just like generic white fellows, you know? Oh man, they totally are. They are. Buenos Dias. <laughs> don't get and your to be fair, don't get your tortilla in a bunch. I don't think they said that, but they should. No, but they, I mean, come on. That was totally like on the writing <laughs> yeah, floor. Yeah, that's bad. Like, man, I can't believe we had to cut out the tortilla <laughs> joke. Oh, carne urasada. <laughs> <laughs> what can you say? Like, yeah, they should have put that one in. It's better than what they went to or put like, in the Or first like Chell's name originally was Margarita or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can we talk about the chief's random descent into like Speedy Gonzalez? <laughs> Where he he's like he's a glorious day for El Dorado. <laughs> so okay, he's like out of nowhere. You, you might for not. The rest of the movie, he's talking like completely like normal dude. Which why do these random people speak English or Spanish or whatever it is Miguel and Tulio understand? <laughs> why is that? Like, just. You might not know who that voice actor is, Dave. No, uh, that, I don't. That's Edward James Olmos, who's like he is like his most not his most known role, but the most the role I know him as is uh, Selena's dad from the movie Selena. So like he's he's Hispanic. Okay. And that, I mean I'm sure that's why he's there. I guess. But yeah, the whole time he spends talking in a perfectly American accent. Not trying to like have any affectations or anything, and then all of a sudden, oh, what a glorious Dave would have the like. I mean, that's not the worst thing this movie has to offer, but we were just kind of like, what is happening? Why did this happen? Not even Cortez. No. Cortez doesn't even have no. any semblance. Voiced by Jim Cummings, by Voiced the way. Voiced by Jim Cummings. There we are. Full circle. Any semblance of like a Spanish accent. And no. you can't get more Spanish than Hernando <laughs> Cortez. This movie's just a mess, man. <laughs> This movie is just a mess. <laughs> How do people defend this movie so much? It's just in the stuff. So everybody I've talked to about this movie is like, yeah, I remember watching it in theaters. And like, they remember the gags. I was talking to my wife about this. It's like, why do you think people like this movie? Because she has fond memories of it. I won't say that she likes it in the way that like most of the other people I know do. Where they're like, yeah, I defend that movie. Like, Francisco and Jeremy are like legitimately fans. Like, you know? <laughs> and like, my wife is more, you know, like, I, I remember watching. I remember having fun. And she, she pointed out a few things. One was she, it's nostalgia, obviously. Yeah. Two was that. I definitely know that. This movie tends to try to be a little bit more adult. We, we kind of talked about it a little bit with Chell. Chell is more for the adults. There, there's some humor in here that's a little bit more supposed to be for the adults. There's some parts where where Tulio and Miguel are talking like really fast. Like It's, it's fast talking, and it I, I don't like it because it makes it really hard to follow, but it gives this sort of feeling like, oh, this is for the adults. Like The kids won't get this joke. I mean, nobody gets oh, the man. jokes. And then they're terrible. It, but like, the but she was PG talking about rating too. Also, like, yeah, they, like, they swore. They, had, they did a swear. They did, <laughs> and that was it. Just one. 
very tame, but they did a swear. <laughs> that yeah, the for, the forced PG. That's what that yeah. is. Yeah, you know? and that's what she was like. You know, it made me feel more adult. Like I was like, yeah, I'm growing up. So like. The, I feel like the people who saw this were probably like in that transitional phase, right? Where they're like, uh, I don't want to see a kid's movie, but oh, El Dorado, that's edgy. Like, kind of, you know? Uh, I mean, Emperor's New Groove came out the same year, and there was nothing, well, I mean, there was nothing edgy about uh, Emperor's New Groove. But that's because they're dream. That's because this is like, <laughs> this is, this is, Genesis does what Nintendo don't, right? <laughs> this is DreamWorks, DreamWorks does, does what Disney Hercules does. Disney like that's what it's I think that's what it's going for you know like they're and trying they, to be the more adult animation yeah they're trying studio. to be the more edgy animation studio yeah. and this kind of wound up accumulating in Shrek a little bit but Shrek like did it right you know yeah they they just went all in whereas this one was like we're just gonna throw them in randomly and like yeah it's adult see like woo like <sighs> so I don't know like that that's pretty much all I got mm. you know like I don't really know I don't really know. I don't really know. Like, I don't, I don't understand necessarily why people, why people can defend this movie. Like, let me just, I mean, like, it's going to be years and years until I watch this movie again. But I hope so. But Dave and I, like, had a lot of fun watching it because of the badness that we yeah. found, you know? It, yeah, we absolutely. Were, we were goofing on it so much. Like, it, it barely had any will to live by the end of the movie. Like, <laughs> come on, guys. Yeah. I love that, Ben. Didn't you guys watch Tarzan? <laughs> Still better. Much better than this. <laughs> and, like, Gosh. I, I don't under that that's one thing I don't understand how like because when when that came out I was uh, how old came out two thousand so you're are we the same age I yeah. would have been eleven we're the same age so I guess eleven yeah like I wasn't looking for edgy humor I mean like and so maybe they weren't looking at me as the demographic but like I, I don't, don't know. even Francisco and Jeremy are the same age I don't, I don't always know. consider the humor of this edgy either i just think it's bad and forced like i mean i think prince of egypt is pg but not because they forced it i think because it, it was wasn't in, pg because this was kind of the spooky scene yeah it was like it was it was intense enough yeah. for it to warrant pg this one they had yeah. to force it you know yeah with like voodoo mcvooderson voodoo mcvooderson like, <laughs> and chill and, yeah, and, and the and the swear <laughs> Like, it's just all force, and like, forced anything isn't good unless you're a Jedi. (laughs) (sighs) The only other thing I can think of is like the background animation, where if you if you look at the characters in the background, (laughs) you will catch some thousand yard stairs. They got really lazy. I think Dave and I (laughs) got. I think Dave and I, or like specifically me, I got bored enough of like the main characters in the foreground and I just started looking at some of these characters in the background and man these animators got a little lazy it's just a character kind of like I'm really sick you know what you know what this frame is fine doesn't it there's a scene where where Batty McVooderson is talking about sacrificing people or whatever and the chief's just on the left in the background he's not even looking at Batty McVooderson no he's just looking he's in the distance <laughs> He never blinks. He never moves. <laughs> like for a solid ten seconds, he's just. <laughs> he's just mad. I wonder what's going on in his head right now. It's like, oh man, I really miss my wife. Oh, I really wish I was smoking my smoky really, right now. She really would have enjoyed that party last night. <laughs> just, oh, oh, I'm so severe. Oh, oh yeah. Oh wait a minute. Oh, oh, he's saying some bad things. Official function. Oh, maybe I should have been paying attention. <laughs> He lost me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. 
that scene and you pause that and put it out. I could not handle it. I again because I just. Oh my gosh, we totally lost. <laughs> there were like two other ones too, weren't there? I, I've broken my code. Oh. I like I said, I was so bored with it just going on in the foreground that I was just like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, and I would like rewind and then just pause it. And then just like stay on this frame, and then I would push play, and then for like another half a minute, it would just stay there. Oh no! Oh man! And I guess you have to watch the movie to understand like what we're talking about. But like, I think when you see it, you're gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, that's the part! That's the part! That's the part! That's the part!" We're gonna take a picture of it. That's gonna be you know how normally YouTube you see our our glorious animated faces. No, this time we're just gonna see this chief staring in the distance. For an hour, however long we managed to keep this going. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. oh, oh my gosh! So this this rant has been a long time coming. Yeah, I think this was back like I guess on your inaugural viewing yeah. when we were on a tour bus <clears throat> watching it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we what happened that day we were having a big old making fun of randy newman marathon that day right yeah i think so why was it oh because you know what i was complaining about the music oh were you yeah because i had i had already known that like this music is not that great but like it's not did you want to say not that great it's bad yeah I, well okay back then i was a little bit less paying attention-y <laughs> i guess you're a better you're a better it was a it was then. a better time yeah it wasn't so woke. <laughs> Anyways, um, and so we were making fun of it, and then suddenly, like, oh, like, what if Randy Newman like did the music for this, and like making up like you know cheesy songs that like Randy Newman would have yeah. done for it, like if he ended up like on the soundtrack. Eldorado, we gonna as, make some money. As fate would have it. As fate would have it. We were after we watched the movie. I was like, okay, I need to look up the soundtrack and see like what the names of these just ludicrous songs were, yeah. and what do I find? Under It's Tough to Be a God, but a subtitle duet with Randy Newman. He is actually on the soundtrack of this movie. Yeah, singing it alongside Elton John. And so I, I stopped everything. We were having a Absolutely conversation about everything. something else. I was like, Dave, 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 hold on. Well, I was like, Randy Newman's on the soundtrack? It was unbelievable. Absolutely, and, and it absolutely is. Yep, true. You can, I'm sure you can search it up on YouTube in a snap, but the the soundtrack version. Watch out for that first video, though. Oh boy, <laughs> the the soundtrack version of the song "It's Tough to Be a God." Yeah, is a much different version from the movie. Not just because of the singers, but it's much different. Yeah, and it is a duet of Elton John <laughs> and Randall. Sir Randall Newman. I hope he's not a sir. He's not. He's he's know. American. <laughs> Have Americans, whatever, it doesn't matter. And and it is it is what you think. Yeah. It's tough to be a god. <sighs> that the was the soundtrack itself is just a mess in how it's presented too. We were looking at it and we we're like, what is this like 16th century man? Like, what is? <laughs> and it's it's not a score. It's it's a song Elton John actually wrote and is singing, but just for the soundtrack. And like half of the soundtrack is that, isn't it? I think so. Either that or I really just don't remember those songs. I mean, we just randomly picked out like three of them, and all three of them were songs we had never heard before. We went through all those songs. We went through all the songs. We skimmed through every single one of those songs on the soundtrack. Yeah. We didn't recognize, we only recognized maybe like three or four of them. I don't. Was it that bad? Like. 
I and it that that makes me wonder about the like development process of this movie. Why would they have him write that many songs with lyrics that like they seem to be sort of related to the movie? Like 16th Century Man, like oh, it's in the 1500s, ha ha ha. Like that seems like it was written to have a part in this movie. But it's not, if it was like one song, you'd be like, all right, got left on the cutting room floor, just didn't have time for this fantastic song to make it. <laughs> if it was too even, like, maybe, maybe. That's, that, you're pushing it. <laughs> like, you're pushing believability, but maybe. But there's like three or four, and you're just like, did they just have him write a bunch of songs, send them in, and then they're like, all right, let's pick which ones actually have something to do with the movie. Uh, <laughs> all right, we can work this one in. Let's go with this one. Like, it makes me wonder if that's what they did, if it was just that disconnected. Because we know, we know this music team can do a good job. Oh, we know we that know for this. a fact. We know they this. They did it just like four or five years earlier or whatever. Yeah. And this is just a complete train wreck. And so you <laughs> you have to wonder, like, was the direction, like, that much worse? Like, did Elton John just really not care? Like, I don't know. <sighs> it's I a really, mystery. And it's not just him. It's like... The lyric writer too. The lyrics might be worse than the music, in my opinion, because it, it's, it's just it's so awesome. It's so egregious to me that they couldn't make anything they're saying either memorable or just you don't listen to any of it. It's just like <laughs> happening in the background. Yeah. And you were commenting like, oh, it feels like there's too much going on for you to like really remember what it is. But like, was it really that much more than Tarzan? Uh, like I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think Probably it was not. either. But like, I, we're talking about specifically saying, the the montage when Trailer Blaze comes on. Or like there's any like of them, there's but. like little vignettes where like they're skinny dipping and like monkeys oh, steal butts. their clothes. <laughs> PG, we did it. Uh, there's like also like the common like let's go this way and then they end up walking in a circle or something like. And this is all the while while Trailer Blaze is going on. And like we were trying to focus on both, but we couldn't like. Yeah. You know, the animation was at most times more interesting than what was going on, even though they were cliched as all get out. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> but, but the, then, but then we would try to follow along on the lyrics and we're just sort of like tuning out yeah. because we just couldn't follow along. And the music wasn't allowing us to until they got to Trail We Blaze, which they do two times in yeah. that whole sequence right there. Like none of the other musical progressions are memorable. No. Or like fun. It's just, it's just talk singing over some chords mm -hmm. like that's just what it feels like and like look i'll be we talked about this before i don't remember the music like the lyrics to tarzan that much i had this conversation with my wife and it's just like you don't remember him that much but like i feel like if i just listened to the song like a little better like i could so maybe those scenes were still a little too busy to really get into the you know the lyrics but i just don't think i could for this one mm -hmm. i don't think i could ever will myself to <laughs> to learn any of the lyrics certainly not music. after this podcast episode Gosh. man i don't man how long have we been going <laughs> oh i don't know i feel like this has just been the fastest thing because they just completely blazed through i know all of our grievances with just no no regard for I'm I mean, I think we're like at least on the fifty minute, the fifty minute mark, or something like that. I mean, what else? Watch, what it's else like two is hours there? now. Can we, <laughs> can we goof on anything else? Like, <sighs> man, there's just so much to goof on. I mean, you never get the chief's name. His motives no, we are do. really weird. We do totally, you? we do. I just, <laughs> it's so. What I, know. I just can't remember it. His motives are really weird. Like he, he, he realizes that they're human before anybody else, and like he just goes along with it, and it's not 
clear why. I guess it's just because he's a big, goofy, nice guy. Like, I like we sort of, like, had to infer that, like, oh, I mean, like, them being the gods here in El Dorado, like, has united the people. And, yeah. like, they're all having fun <clears throat> and having festivals and whatnot. So maybe he sees as the chief that this is good for his people, and so he's not going to blow their cover. Maybe. But they, we have to say maybe because there is no other inference of that. Yeah. They make it pretty clear that he knows that they're human, mm-hmm. but there's no, there's nothing in it for him in there. It doesn't seem like it. No. Except maybe for the fact, by the time that it's clear that he knows they're human, like they've already sort of pushed off evil McBatterton to the side. and Because mm. th- it's obvious that he wants to like take power from the chief or just have him offed, sacrificed or whatever for reasons that are unknown to us. I don't know why this guy hates humanity so much. Like <laughs> anti-religion? I don't know. Is that what this movie's going for? Like, shoot, don't ask me. Like, <laughs> I ain't got a clue. But yeah, it's weird. And I guess we could talk about how Cortez at the end felt really awkward where you're like, oh, they beat the big bad, the Jaguarton, yay. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Spaniards. Like, I guess I'm I'm okay with... Cortez only has, like, one face, by the way, too. Yeah, it's always just just murder. Yeah. (laughs) I guess I'm, like, because there was also a part where they were doing something in El Dorado, and then it did, like, some really, like, jump cut to Cortez and his troops, like, landing at, like, the beach... And stuff, and I remember Dave was just sort of like, "Whoa, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute." But I was like, "No, I, I kind of get it because he shows up in the end. That, that much I knew. But did he need to show up at all? Like, I don't think I don't so. Know. There's a big. They could have just had the makeup after the Jaguar thing, you know, like because they had it out, they fought, and they like yelled at each other. Because that's like that's the thing, right? Is that he want like." Red shirt decides he wants to stay behind, and blue shirt's like, No, I want to get out of here with my fat loot and my hot grill, and like, let's go home. I got it all, man. <laughs> and like, that's the conflict, and they get mad at each other. Ooh, like, <laughs> and like, red shirt gets mad at blue shirt because he's making out with Chell, which was like off limits, but it's like, I, it, it's not even clear like why he even cares that much because it's not like he showed any interest in her past that like he's such a goofy happy-go-lucky guy it doesn't seem like and there's nothing to the romance between shell and blue shirt there's if you're nothing. wondering there's, there's absolutely nothing. nothing doesn't make any sense other than hot girl <laughs> and i don't know why she's interested in him like she's way out of his league but whatever and he's clearly just like a slimy con man like yeah like <laughs> it's supposed i guess it's supposed to be like we were like, why are we cheering for these guys? It's supposed to be they start out slimy con man and then they wind up, you know, he winds up really caring about this girl or the other guy winds up really caring about the people and then the other guy, like, kind of winds up caring about the people too because he sacrifices gold or whatever. It just it just doesn't work. There's not enough to work. their relationship with the girl to, like, redeem Tulio and Miguel. Like, he was never dislikable in the first place because it always felt like he was just sort of along for the ride. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Man, I'm getting exhausted. I, I think we better end it. I don't know yeah. how long this is. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's for the best as a shorter episode, or maybe we'll get out of here and we'll be like, wow. That was that three was, hours. That was the greatest three hours of my life, <laughs> bashing on that movie. Uh, so there you have it, folks. We finally get that out there. I think we've referenced El Dorado once or twice before. We've referenced it like in every movie cast we've done, I think. Really? It's, it's like Frozen level. Like we could never avoid mentioning this movie. <laughs> I mean, I remember mentioning it in Tarzan. We mentioned it in Disney Renaissance. We did, when? Why? How? 
we because remember I was like if they released one good movie and then they released five Road to El Dorados <laughs> it would be terrible <laughs> and that was after we made some other joke too I'm 100% sure of that <laughs> maybe we didn't reference it in Moana I don't okay. remember either maybe. way we've referenced it quite a bit <clears throat> enough that I know that our our hundreds of fans of listeners have like said like oh but I like El Dorado <laughs> well you're wrong <laughs> we're here to help you we love you guys but you are broken that's okay we're all a little messed up inside but we love you anyway especially for listening so thanks everybody for listening <laughs> and you're welcome for being told the truth yeah oh man <laughs> Please, please keep listening. <laughs> at least I hope you took. I at least I hope anybody listening to this. I hope found joy. Found enjoyment yeah. in in <clears throat> two two grown farts. Grown. Just taking a an animated movie from two thousand a little too seriously. <laughs> Seventeen years ago, and we dug it back up from the grave just to smack <laughs> it around a little bit more. <laughs> So hopefully you found some entertainment in this. We certainly have more of these movies we could do. Yeah. I think we'll need to. Man, I think we'll need to. That was way to. too much fun. Okay. Gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Do you want to watch some Muppet Treasure Island? I do. All right. Let's do that. <laughs> Great. All right. So on behalf of my co-host and myself, thank you all so much for listening. Hopefully we didn't offend you too much. But in the end, it's just a movie. Get over it. And our opinions are right and yours aren't. <laughs> thank you very much to uh, to Danny Bear Hubert for the wonderful artwork. Special thanks to OC Remix, Rob KTA, Expert Novice for our for our wonderful music. Please follow us on social media. You can even follow each of us on Twitter, believe it or not. Yeah. I mean, we might not actually do anything on it, but, you know, we're, we're, we're there. We're there. So there's there. Yeah. Uh, please uh, <clears throat> like, comment, and subscribe if you enjoy what you're, what you're listening to here on, on YouTube. Or if you're just listening to us on iTunes, please drop us an iTunes review. It really helps us out. Yep. We're looking to get on more platforms, too. We submitted to be on TuneIn. We're looking into Stitcher. We're we're in places. And we have our Facebook page, too, and it helps us out if you like that, too. So. We are doing our best to offend everybody out there. Everybody our, we can find. With our overly strong opinions on nostalgia. <laughs> on dumb movies. So, please, I, I, I genuinely do hope that you will catch us again in the next episode. And uh, we'll hope to see you there. We appreciate you all. Take care. <laughs>